Hello and welcome to the Green Eggs and Sam slash Kane Violation 2023 NBA Draft Extravaganza. Next to me is who else? Dan Greeny. What's up, Dan? What's up, Sam? Another year, another draft. We made it. We got another uh, great episode here for you after missing the draft together last year. We got to uh, check it out together and got another great episode for you. We sure do. Yeah. Let's get right into it. The first pick of the draft was so obvious that ESPN already had a cartoon graphic of Popovich sailing through the Riverwalk picking this guy. And it's Victor Wembenyana, the first pick. Generational talent, the best Number one pick since LeBron, so they say. We'll find out. Uh, I I did I saw some highlights of him playing. Not a ton. He's tall. Was he like seven three? Seven five, I believe. Seven five. Jesus Christ! It's like Taco Fall. Um, it crazy wingspan. They said last night an eight foot wingspan, which ranks third in NBA history insane the guy can play point guard although probably going to play power forward since he looks a little slim to be going up against centers you would think they would more need his scoring also rather than distributing right yeah so i I mean we don't have a ton of analysis since neither of us watch the games But we can look at San Antonio's roster here and try and figure out uh, where exactly Victor's going to fit. So I think he's going to be a really solid bench piece, you know, backing up Zach Collins, maybe Ken Birch, maybe playing like 10, 15 minutes a game perhaps, you know, just just ease him in there, you know. Want to make sure he, he gets used to the NBA game. Obviously, that's a joke. So I'm trying to figure out what their starting lineup would be because the Spurs have a couple free agents. They were starting Keita Bates-Diop a lot at power forward last year. I'm pretty sure. Brutal. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think he's going to be back this year. He's a free agent. Actually, you know who was really good? This guy who was who the Bucks waved. His name's Sandra Mamu Keslavshvili. Mamu Kelishvili from Seton Hall. Yes. Oh, okay. You know him. All right. I know. Okay. Was he drafted? Maybe we talked about him. We might have. That's a very good question. Yeah, actually, we'll find out right now. Yeah, second round, twenty twenty one. So yeah, maybe we talked about him two years ago. We want to do a podcast uh, looking back at what we said in previous drafts since we have recordings all the way back to, I want to say 2017. I think maybe 2016 even, if I'm not mistaken. We actually lost that one. Okay. We used a podcast service that uh, went out of business and they wanted all kinds of money for the recording 
like $10. And I was like, what are you out of your mind? I can't afford that. Was that Pinecast? No, that's what we're using oh, that. now. That's our service that, that brings us brings us uh, to uh, all the platforms like Amazon, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I think we're on Spotify. Shout out to Pinecast. Um, anyways, their starting lineup, I think you're probably most certainly going to have Kelton Johnson. I think that's that's just a given. He's the longest tenured player on the team. 2019 he was drafted. Your your buddy from Kentucky, only player on the team uh or only player that's been on the team uh prior to COVID happening. So there's him and then Devin Vassal is a uh, a nice player. He started a bunch of games this past season. I would imagine He'll uh, he'll start at uh, shooting guard. Now Trey Jones, they started a lot last year. He's actually a restricted free agent, so I guess we'll see what happens there. But I mean, they can always start Devonte Graham if they want. He was, of course, traded to the Spurs uh, for Josh Richardson. Uh, the Pelicans really just wanted to get off of Graham's contract that they should have never gave him Graham's making 12 million dollars next year which uh yikes he's decent on Charlotte Charlotte who we'll talk about soon but looking at the roster Zach Collins was injured for years Popovich gave him a contract like I want to say 2021 or 2022 and people were like why (laughs) he's hurt he didn't even play the first year. I don't think so. And then he got healthy midway through last year, and it was the Zach Collins show. He was actually not bad. He was okay. You know, he was a he was a lottery pick back in the day. It was a long time ago. What what college did he go to? He was at Gonzaga for a year. He was a one and done. Okay. One of those guys that maybe should have stayed another year. I think he was a six man most of his one season at Gonzaga. Although in hindsight, it was probably smart he left when he did because of all the injuries that he's had since then. So we've never seen him reach his full potential. No, we definitely haven't. He he had maybe one pretty solid year in Portland, then got hurt. And then his rookie contract expired. They didn't want him. And Popovich is like, oh, I see something in this guy. Grabbing him. I don't care if he has half a leg. Now he's back next season for them? So it's uh, it's not fully guaranteed. But I heard a report somewhere, like I think it was right when the season ended, saying that Popovich he was like Zach's going to be back next year. So interesting they they must just like him, probably a good locker room guy. 7 million dollars though, it's a it's a lot for him. I th- I think they could probably find something better, but it doesn't indicate how much is guaranteed for this season. So maybe it's like 4 millions guaranteed if they wave him so they're probably thinking might as well just keep him that's a possibility 
it sounds like he's staying though, and if he's staying, I think they might actually start him. Next it's to funny Wimbenyama. because <laughs> now that we're talking about Zach Collins, just moments ago off the air here, we were talking about who do you think San Antonio will pair with Wembanyama in the front court because of his size at seven five? Do you play him at the five or do you play him at the four because he's so slight of build? Zach Collins actually sounds like he might be a decent fit next to somebody like this because Zach Collins can kind of step in and do all the dirty work inside, guard five men, let Wembanyama play more out on the wing like he seems to like to do. Because I feel like it's going to be a challenge to find the right guy to play next to this guy in the front court when he's going to be mostly out on the wing and probably having trouble guarding NBA big men. So maybe that's a good fit to start out his career. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. And Collins looked pretty decent, actually, last year when he was getting minutes. Yeah, who else they got? They got uh, You Don't Mess With the Sohan, Jeremy Sohan. He's... He's all right. Uh, he's he's a four, three. Yeah. Yeah, I think he automatically becomes the backup four man on this team now with Wen Banyama stepping aboard. Uh, but that's a quality piece off the bench then, and a young player, somebody on Wen Banyama's timeline, and definitely looks like he has a bright future based on the past couple of years, his year at Baylor, and sounded like he had a great rookie year. Yeah, he can't really shoot, but. Plays hard, plays with energy. Just he'll just grab random rebounds. I tend to watch a lot of uh, rookie highlights or highlights of uh, players on new teams throughout the season. So I'd uh, see Sohan's uh, highlights a lot, and yeah, he, uh, he you would think it's Dennis Rodman out there with the, the Spurs number ten and the hair and the crazy hair. Rodman reincarnated, but decent player like him. They also have Malachi Branham, who uh, played a little bit, a bit. How many games did he start last year? I should look that up. I think he played. I think he played a good amount. We don't know what exactly they're going to do with this roster. They have cap space. Doug McDermott is technically still on the team, making $13 million next season at age 31. I don't even think he really started last year. I think he came off the bench. Instant offense off the bench, huh? Right, yeah, and that's their highest-paid player. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah, very bizarre. sounds like a complete retooling. Oh, without a doubt. It's it's been it's been like this for a couple years now. And I guess the big signal was probably Derek White first going and then they traded um what's his face? The point guard to the Hawks. DeJounte. DeJounte. And yeah, it's been a rebuild. Romeo Langford's a free agent, probably not coming back. He started some games. Maybe somehow takes a qualifying offer. I don't know, though. That's about it. That's that's really this roster right now. And uh, I, it's going to be the Wemby show. It's going to be the Wemby uh, slash Ken Burch show. It's going to be very fun. Wemby slash uh, Devontae Graham. So very exciting 
congratulations, San Antonio, and good luck. Anything further? I was just going to say it makes yeah. them relevant again, and that's kind of cool for a franchise that had so, mu- so much success for such a period of time and then had a number of years where they've just seemingly been ir- irrelevant. So it's good to see them back in the, uh, in the national media. Yeah, Popovich was probably planning on retiring. He's probably thinking about where he's going to vacation to this summer and, you know, maybe spend a couple years in, like, Santorini or something like that uh, when he retires and they get this number one pick and he's like, shit, (laughs) I can't retire now. We got a generational player on the team. We're probably going to get another ring in a few years. Maybe. We'll see. So, nice job, Spurs. You're back in the mix. Let's go to number two. The Charlotte Hornets picked Brandon Miller. Oh, my God. I saw some clips online. They had, like, a draft party at the Hornets arena. (laughs) They were so mad when they announced Brandon Miller's name. I didn't tell you about this yet. Oh, my goodness. That shocks me. There there was a video of uh, Hugo the Hornet, like, looking up as they're making the pick. And as soon as as soon as it's announced that's Brandon Miller, Hugo just drops his head <laughs> onto the ground. It's interesting you bring that up because I do recall last night while watching the broadcast on ESPN and his interview post being picked, it seemed like they were trying to make a big point of saying that, hey, this guy's going to be a great fit in Charlotte. That being his parents and Brandon Miller himself, like, trying to justify the pick a little bit, it seemed like. And it's Mm -hmm. like, huh, this feels kind of funny. Why would you need to be doing this? So apparently somebody knew that that watch party was going on, and maybe they had somebody else that they would have rather had at this number two slot. So that's interesting to hear that. They were expecting Scoot, it sounds like. They wanted Scooter. Scooter Henderson. But, um, no, it's Brandon Miller. Small forward, right? Small forward, power forward? More of a small forward, I would say. 6'9", 200 pounds. I think he'll actually play a little bit of two at times as well. Mm. Kind of slight of build, uh, but definitely has shooting guard skills on the perimeter. He's got good handles, can really pass. Didn't have to pass as much at Alabama this past year as he was the superstar of the team, but showed the ability to do so. Uh, But, yeah, mainly a small forward, I would say. Okay, so, yeah, he's probably going to play over Hayward, I'd imagine, or maybe, maybe he'll play the two. Oh, God, what are they going to do here? Well, it doesn't matter. Hayward's always injured anyways, so <laughs> it's not like he'll be on the court. But obviously they're going to have LaMelo starting. That's another thing. Is he healthy? But... It'll be him, probably Terry Rozier at the two. He's still on the team. He has like three more years, $20 million. Or I think it's like 25. It's close to like mid-20s each year. So he, good for you, Scary Terry. You got a chunk of change, my old pal. My old pal, Scary Terry. Hey, maybe we can trade Brogdon for him. We'll see. That's another story. So, yeah, it's probably Rozier at the two. 
You got Brandon Miller at the three. Your buddy, your buddy who started the most games this season, P.J. Washington of Kentucky. 73 games he started. He's a restricted free agent. I think it really depends what is going to happen there. They got to bring him back, right? You would think so. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I think they got to. And then he's not even listed on basketball reference here because he technically wasn't on the team this year, even though the team had his rights. It's uh, Miles Bridges. We want to talk about a PR nightmare. You got him, and then Brandon Miller also had some off-the-court issues at Alabama. So was that what I sent you? A while back, because I already forget, because it was long ago. I think I sent, because, so what happened with Brandon Miller? So, while this has nothing to do with his basketball play, it should be noted, I feel like, that he was at the scene of a murder in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. One of his teammates was accused of being involved in a murder, and Brandon Miller was an alleged accomplice, but there was no charges that could be brought against him. So I'm not going to talk bad about the kid. He's just a young man. It sounds like he made a big mistake, whatever his involvement was, but he was never charged with anything, but it could still be a PR nightmare. And the reason I brought that up when you brought up Bridges is because if you're dealing with one situation like Brandon Miller's, that's kind of a touchy subject to even think about bringing another guy in with some baggage like that, that could be a complete nightmare for the organization i would feel like i'd say so and then you got even worse pr nightmare than those two and terry rosier he's at the strip clubs all the time hanging with ja (laughs) no he used to go to the strip clubs back in boston you know terry rosier's like favorite sandwich was i think it was like spaghetti and chocolate or something like that he'd have it yeah (laughs) no but yeah, no, that that's that's insane. I mean, we don't have the full details in front of us. Uh, we don't want to make this a true crime podcast. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll focus more on his his play and how he's going to fit in with this roster. So you're thinking the two. And he's a good shooter, right? He is an excellent shooter. Uh, He's got a pure stroke. That's one of the first things you notice when you watch this guy play. I thought from very early in this past season, back, I would say, mid-November, I could tell that this guy was likely the best freshman basketball player in the country. Um, I thought it was a little bit of a curious choice for him to go to Alabama, uh, but it worked out pretty well for him. Uh, That team was excellent all throughout this past season. They bowed out a little bit early during the tournament, but he led them in scoring, averaged over eight rebounds a game, shot the ball at a high percentage, shot it for a high percentage from three, makes his free throws. He checks all the boxes as a basketball player. So regardless of anything that might have happened or might not have happened off the court, this guy is worthy of being the number two pick in this draft, and I think this guy's going to be an NBA all-star at some point if he keeps his head on straight. So I think that these disappointed fans from Charlotte last night are going to feel much better six months from now, I would say, 
they're going to say, wow, maybe we got the right guy. This is going to be a first-team all-NBA rookie player right off the bat, obviously. Could be the rookie of the year, depending on when Banyama. We'll see if he lives up to the hype. But in a lot of other drafts, Brandon Miller would have been worthy of the number one pick, in my opinion. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's he really should get playing time right off the bat. I think Bridges is going to be suspended for a certain number of games. It might be like 20, perhaps. So, I mean, Miller's going to start regardless, but trying to figure out the the starting lineup can be tough because you have Gordon Hayward in the mix as well. Kelly Oubre Jr. was on the team last year. Guess what? Probably not coming back. Uh, He did average 20 points a game. Started in multiple games, then came off the bench a few times, but that he's he's a little he's a deceiving player. I think his year on the Warriors really proved a lot about him, and that he's like a good, good stats guy, but doesn't do your team a ton of favors and. He certainly hasn't helped out Charlotte a ton these past couple years that he's been over there. So I doubt he'll be back. They're starting center. So they've picked a lot of big men. They got your buddy Nick Richards over there. Started nine games this year. Seems like they've been giving the nod more to Mark Williams, though. He uh, he started 17 games this year. Uh, of course, Mason Plumley was on the team at the beginning of last year. Traded to the Clippers for Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson immediately waved. Didn't play a single game with the Hornets. After that, they started Mark Williams at center. So it seems like they may go that route. Who else they got on the roster? Oh, they have Cody Martin. I mean, his brother is... What, the best player in basketball? If you watch that Celtics Heat series, <laughs> you could say that. My God, that guy gives me nightmares. But he, Cody, yeah. He probably gives Charlotte nightmares, too. They waved him. They had Caleb Martin, and they waved him. Dummies? No, I'm just kidding. But he'll probably get some play. He, he was injured last year. He'll be back, though. JT Thor? Who's that guy again? Remember who he is. He went to Auburn. I believe he was a first round pick. If not, maybe. Definitely a second round pick then. Maybe. Let's see. What position is he? Six he's a nine. forward. He's a forward. Yeah, he's he's a guy. He's on the Hornets. <laughs> Svi Makaluk. He was like he was our tank commander at the end of last year. <laughs> I think he was uh it was like a three way deal with um with the Knicks and the Blazers. I don't know. Somehow, Svi, who was on the Knicks, ended up on the Hornets. Hornets were like, this season's a wash. Get in there, Svi. <laughs> Come on. 22 minutes a game. <laughs> Out of nowhere after barely playing on the Knicks. So that's why that's why it's good to get these guys off the waiver wire sometimes. James Booknight. It's another two guard there. Not a great. Was it a rookie season? Yeah, yeah, he was a rookie, right? 
This was his second year, I believe. Yeah, you're right. It was his second year. Number 11 pick, lottery pick. <sighs> Not looking great. Hasn't started a single game on the Hornets. What? I believe we called that a reach at the time, too, if I'm not mistaken. Number 11. What are they doing? On October 16th, 2022, Book Knight was arrested <laughs> by Charlotte. I'm, I'm reading ahead here. This is good. <laughs> by, by Charlotte Mecklenburg Police for driving while intoxicated at around 1.51 a.m. He was found unconscious in a parking deck a parking deck a parking deck around 12:44 a.m. at the time of his arrest he had a 40 caliber gun a Glock 23 and a bag of Doritos <laughs> this is literally what it says on Wikipedia the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> have a PR nightmare on their hands <laughs> with this roster oh i'm God. sorry <laughs> We gotta deal with this. We gotta deal with bridges, possible Miller stuff coming up. Who knows? I doubt that Miller will ever be charged with anything. You just hope that he doesn't have any more incidents along the same lines. Obviously, I hope so, because this guy is talent. Shouldn't let that. That other stuff get in the way. Who knows what happened? I don't know. So, this is this is your Charlotte Hornets, ladies and gentlemen. This is gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be a fun year because you got Dennis Smith Jr. still on the roster, and he shot twenty four percent from three. <laughs> I think he's still on the roster. Let's see. Dennis Smith. No, he's a free agent. Oh, I'm sorry. He lost him. No, he'll probably come back. No no one else will want him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll win some games. Maybe they'll just get another lottery pick. I think it'd be nice if they bought out Gordon Hayward, so maybe a, a team he was formerly on could grab him. Moving on. To the number three pick, the Portland Trailblazers picked another guard, Scoot Henderson, Scooter Henderson of the G League Ignite from the NBA G League is now part of a backcourt that features Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, and Shaden Sharp, yeah, yeah, wow. He's also with Jabari Walker. No, that's a forward, right? Is he a forward? Yes. Looking at the list here. Matisse Thibel, kind of a forward. But Scoot Henderson, I mean, we watched a little bit of him. He's got... The Grills, well, you know, we watched a lot of G League games this past year, so much that kind of forgot about it. But, but the guy is a point guard. He can score. D 
Do you know anything else you can do? So we're going to do the best we can <laughs> with him here. Um, can't say that I saw too much of this guy in the past year. What I do know about him is that prior to his time with the G League, there were big-time college basketball programs that were after his services for last season, including my Kentucky Wildcats. Mm. We would have loved to have had him. We ended up getting another great point guard that we'll talk about a little bit later, so I'm not sour about it. But seeing the highlights that I've seen and hearing the little that I've heard about this guy, it sounds like his athleticism is what has separated him and put him at the number three pick this season. And also, it sounds like his competitive fire is really off the charts. And you could see that in some of the highlights you saw last night. He was really into these G League games, even though there were only, you know, maybe several hundred people in the stands at a lot of these games. Mm -hmm. But he was playing it like it was, you know, the NBA playoffs or the college basketball national championship game. So it looks like he's a big-time competitor. It seems like Portland has found themselves at a turning point, And... Maybe they have too many guards now, so somebody's getting dealt at some point. We don't know who that is yet, obviously, but he seems like a great insurance policy for their backcourt moving forward. That's right. Well, looking at the uh, G League Ignite roster, play with Sharif O'Neal, interesting. Maybe he'll be in the pros at some point. Undrafted last year. But, uh, yeah... The Blazers, what the hell is going on with the Blazers? We don't know. We heard rumors that Lillard wants a vet to play with. He's not getting any younger. He's my age. Maybe a little younger than I am. So, what's the deal? There were uh, rumors about the Blazers Maybe trying to get Mikhail Bridges from the Nets. Trading the number three pick, Anthony Simons. And this is what the Nets did. That's a phone hanging up right there. That's what happened. Now Lillard's playing with a bunch of guys... The, the 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 next oldest player behind Lillard is Jeremy Grant, who's a free agent. He might not even come back next year. Then there's Yusuf Nurkic, who... Uh, why did they give him this extension? $16 million this season. The next season, $18 million. Final season... 2025 to 2026, he'll be making just shy of $20 million. This guy, he doesn't play defense. Yes, he had he had some spark back in, I don't know, 2018, 2019. But come on, we're halfway through this decade. He's no longer that guy anymore. Why did they give him this extension and they gave it to him when they knew they were in a rebuilding phase. This is another guy that's always hurt, correct? Yes, always hurt. And it, maybe he's just a, a, a locker room presence that they like. 
perhaps. He does seem to play hard, although maybe a little too hard because he's getting injured a lot. But seriously, why you get, why you? This is a horrible contract. This 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 is worse than the Bertons contract right now. At least that one's up next year. This is going out to 2026. I mean, the world might be over by then. We don't even know. Wasn't there a time years ago where the Nuggets were choosing between Joker and Nurkic? A hundred percent. It's wild to think about. Yeah. Nurkic thought he was better than him. <laughs> so... It's kind of hard to make predictions on this team. There's certainly going to be more trades going on. It, it, I, I, it just seems like Lillard's going to get moved at some point. It's hard to figure out how the Blazers would magically somehow trade for some veterans to pair with Lillard at this point. I mean, for one thing... Well, I'm I'm thinking of when um, the Cavs drafted Andrew Wiggins back in 2014. LeBron pretended, kind of acted like he wanted him, but obviously deep down he didn't, which is why they traded for Kevin Love, but they had to be quiet about it because they had already signed Wiggins to his rookie deal, and you have to wait two months to, for him to be trade eligible. So maybe that's the case now, although they have they obviously haven't signed Henderson yet. So maybe he's eligible to be packaged with someone else. Who knows? And, and let's go over Anthony Simon's contract as well. Pretty big. 24 million next year. Year after that, 25 million. Final year, you have him making $27 million. It's a lot. It's a lot of money. And then the <laughs> Lillard's contract. You're not going to believe this one. Next year, 45 Year after that, 48 Year after that, 58 In 2026, 2027, $63 million. That's like double what Jordan was making on the Bulls. I thought I'd heard ballpark 60 million bucks. That's amazing. That's insane. Although I think he gets that much money just because he's with the team that drafted him. That's why he was able to get an extension that high. Same with Curry. Same with Bradley Beal. So maybe these guys are just playing the long game. Like, all right, I'll just stay with my team for nine years until I can get my $63 million contract for one year when I'm in my mid-30s, and I'll pretend that I'm loyal to the city, yada, yada, yada. Just we'll play the long game. Play the long game with them. And then I'll, uh, I'll just throw my hands up and say, oh, we're out of options. You're... You, you you traded for Matisse Thibel and Cam Reddish. I, I have to leave. You have to trade me. But but don't tell the public I'm saying this, but, you know, trade me. 
So that's probably what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to trade for him, though. Who's going to even want that contract? Oh, I think somebody would eventually. Yeah, someone's going to convince themselves. A contender around the trade deadline? Someone's going to convince themselves. But my God, that's like, that's such a big chunk of someone's cap space, $58 million. Although, what is, I think it's like 160 or something this year. I'm telling you, there's not, the, the NBA middle class is really shrinking. Because you're going to have these guys making what Lillard is making. And then every team's probably going to use their second round pick. There's probably not going to see a ton of draft and stash anymore. That's another thing. Probably going to have a lot of teams just signing college players, hoping they can contribute. Cheap roster spot. Two-way contracts, probably going to be important. You might not even have rosters completely filled out at the beginning of certain seasons. Sort of like what the Warriors did, that um, gap year that they had between Durant and uh, the team that beat the Celtics. Actually, there was a, a two-year gap there. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, Scoot Henderson's on this team. He'll play, probably, to be determined. I just really like that Wiggins comparison that you brought up. I didn't think of that type of scenario, but it seems like there's something bigger going on here because there's not really a way that you're going to start Lillard, Simons, and Scoot Henderson. So it feels like one of those guys is going to get traded. Oh, it's it's almost a guarantee. I would be shocked, shocked if if they're all in a Blazers uniform at the beginning of the year. Well, that was loud. Okay. Our next pick was uh it was two people, the twins. We're seeing the Twins today. We're seeing the Twins today. At number four, it was Amon Thompson going to the Houston Rockets. And at number five, it was Osar Thompson going to the Detroit Pistons. Greeny, they played for the City Reapers. Overtime elite champions. So, Greeny, break. Break a break the game film down to us. So the very little that I know about these guys is there's some positional versatility there. It sounds like they're both six seven, six eight, but they could play potentially some one, two, and three. It sounds like they're decent defenders. Um, maybe not pure point guards, but definitely can handle it. Haven't seen them play too much. Um, it sounded like they were never really on the collegiate path. As I mentioned, Scoot Henderson, there was a possibility that he could have ended up playing big-time Division One college basketball. These guys have been on this professional path since their you know, younger years. So I don't have too much for you on these guys. Uh, maybe we could talk about positional fit on their rosters. 
Hold on, I got a little something. These guys. I'll tell you about these guys. The 20-year-old identical twins made history when they were picked number four and number five in the NBA draft June 22nd by the Houston Rockets and Detroit Pistons, respectively, while being a British pop band formed in 1977 in Sheffield, England. Initially a new wave group, they switched to a more mainstream pop sound and achieved considerable popularity during the early and mid-80s, scoring a string of hits in the United Kingdom the United States and around the world, they became the first pair of brothers to go into the top five in the same draft since the 1976 NBA-ABA merger, according to ESPN. In 1993, they changed their name to Babel to reflect their change in music from pop to dub-influenced Chill Out. They continued as Babel until 1996, at which point the group permanently broke up. Prior to the draft, the two played on the same team for the Overtime Elite, a basketball league designed as another option to playing in college or overseas for those between the ages of 16 and 20. The brothers also regularly played on the same teams. Growing up in San Leandro, California, they attended high school at Pinecrest in So, we got Amon Thompson, who's going to be a point guard on the Rockets, and the Rockets, they're, they're not messing around here. They're ready to make the playoffs. You know, if Ime's going to have these guys play defense, and if they don't, he has all their girls' numbers on speed dial. Maybe they signed James Harden. Probably not. They had some other picks in this draft. I mean, Cam Whitmore fell to him. So, you know, why don't, why don't we talk about the Rockets when we when we get to Cam at number 20? Sounds good. Yeah. And then what else? The Detroit Pistons, they're a joke. We'll talk about them later. They're, let's see. Where did... Do they have another pick in this draft? They must. Absolutely. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, number 31. No, it was traded to Boston. Ah, these picks get traded like 20 times. Is this really their only pick in the first round? There's got to be another Detroit pick. Because we should talk about them, but should we? Uh, I, I, I guess there's not. Okay, so Pistons. <sighs> this guy's a forward, even though, isn't he like the same height as his brother? They are both listed at 6'7", I believe. They're, they're different. They're not like the Morris twins. They have different skill sets. So, interesting. And... Uh, I'm pulling up the Detroit roster here. Who is... Oh, Monty Williams. He's the coach. Let's bring on Monty. He uh, is probably going to make enemies with a couple players because that's what Monty does. But it's okay. 
as long as the best players like him, I guess, who cares if Jay Crowder doesn't like you? So they have Bojan Bogdanovich making 20. They got they got Marvin Bagley. Hey, they have James Wiseman. He's on this team along with Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. Uh, oh, yeah, Killian Hayes. Remember him? Yeah, he's he's here as well. Jalen Duran. Yep. How about Isaiah Stewart? Mm-hmm. Uh, RJ Hampton. Yup. Remember he was picked by, remember when he was trapped? The Orlando <laughs> man. His dad kept throwing the hats around. Silver was not happy with that one. Your buddy, Hamadou Diallo, free agent for this team. Will he come back? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, who else? Alex Burks. Alec Burks. He's there. So they're just going to throw a bunch of things at the wall, and you know, it's going to be like Survivor. You know, who's, ever, who's ever missing shots the most gets taken out. That's why I think it's going to happen. And then, you know, someone, Monty Williams, will piss off someone, and uh, they'll have another lottery pick before you know it. But hopefully there'll be some highlights, maybe some Cunningham lobs to... James Wiseman, we'll see. This is starting to sound a little bit like the Orlando Magic to me with all these former first-round picks. It's like, when is this team going to put a product out there that actually wins? <laughs> it's true. I mean, you can stack up on young players, but if you're not winning games, that's a problem. you got to figure out uh, who meshes and who's going to start making you competitive. Ooh, I think I have an idea. What if we offered Malcolm Brogdon to the Pistons for Bogdanovich? I would like that. I, I just feel like the Celtics have to trade Brogdon now because they just told him he was getting shipped to Los Angeles, and then that fell apart. So, yeah, I'm sorry we don't have a ton on these guys. But I know Greeny has something on this next guy. Actually, you were surprised he was picked here. So this was the Orlando Magic. Speaking of the Magic, or uh, Anthony Black, Arkansas. This guy, he's got he's got some hair. It's covering his eyes. He looks like me in high school. My dad was always like, "Get that hair out of your eyes. What are you doing? How can you see?" Um, I gotta say, he didn't seem like super confident up there like he seemed a little unsure of himself maybe it's because of these like awkward ass interviews that they're doing after every freaking pick i mean this is another thing this draft coverage it's an abomination this year i mean my god what the hell are they so we got one guy one of the the uh, the top players in the draft, he's fallen all the way down, and no one's talking about it. They're just completely ignoring it. They're they're showing all these these players' moms and whatnot, and we're just like, okay, it's it's like at least ask them like something something specific and interesting. I mean, they had a couple of those questions, but you know, it's always like. 
I worked so hard to get here. This is great. And uh, it's a little disappointing. I actually liked uh, Kaysom Wallace's interview the best. It was with his brother. They're talking about how they were playing um, on the, in, in the neighborhood. Actual basketball, yes. Yeah, and the neighbors were, were angry. That's what I want to hear. It's the whole, yeah, I worked so hard to get here. How did you work hard to get there? Well, you know, I put in a hundred percent effort. Okay, it's a waste of two minutes. No, but, but I know it's their moment. This is their moment. But sometimes with these parents up there, the parents are like totally like crashing the interview. Like the one dad was like, "Ah, oh, my son." He's 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 a dog, I think, or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Not great. But anyways, why did the Magic pick another guard? And uh, Greeny, let me just tell you who the guards are for the Magic. and Because uh, I know you, you know a little bit on this guy. Got to see him play a bunch this past season, yes. Okay. So, other guards on the Magic. Mark L. Fultz. Gary Harris. Why is he still there? I don't know. Jalen Suggs. Cole Anthony. Michael Carter Williams. Why would they sign Michael Carter Williams? So he was off the team for a year, and they brought him back, but I thought it was only for the end of the year, but apparently they gave him $3 million for that. What are they doing? What the hell are they doing? Is Caleb Houston a guard? Yes, he is. Well, Maybe a three, but he, I would say a two. Mostly. Yep. He's there. So, I mean, Fultz played really well this season, surprisingly. You got Suggs, who was a lottery pick. Cole Anthony played really well, also a lottery pick. How is Black going to fit in with these guys? Yeah, so I was a little bit surprised to see them go this route as well. Um, we had discussed a little bit about Orlando's front court and thought maybe they would go in that direction with Jonathan Isaac potentially departing. Maybe they see Anthony Black as playing some minutes at the three. He's a big-bodied guard wing that played a lot of point guard this past season for Arkansas and was very good at it. Very good passer. Physically strong for a point guard, 6'7", maybe 6'8", with the hair. Um, definitely mixed it up as far as rebounding. And I'm also wondering, just like you are, where he's going to fit into this team. I don't see a ton of minutes for him behind the likes of Cole Anthony and Jalen Suggs. And you had mentioned... If Markel Fultz is playing good basketball, that's probably your third guard, I would think. So maybe they see some minutes for him as a backup, like, three-man. They play Franz Wagner at the three right now. Is that correct? Yeah, three or four. Yeah, either or. So I think Black would be a little bit smallish to play minutes at the four. But maybe they don't envision him as a point guard going forward, although this is what he did this past season. I think there's some positional versatility right there. Being that he's six seven six eight, very physically strong, he's not a great shooter as of yet. Which many of these guys are not after one year of college. You know, at nineteen, twenty years old, that can be developed. 
but it's also interesting to me to hear you say that maybe he didn't look so confident up there on the stage. I didn't pick up on that necessarily. But if you watch this guy play during the season, he plays with a ton of confidence. He seems like a very good leader. He came in in a loaded freshman class at Arkansas with a couple guys that we're going to talk about later on in this draft, including Jordan Walsh and uh, Nick Smith Jr. But he actually ended up being the leader of that team that made a nice little run in the NCAA tournament this past year. So he must have worked out well. I would think he probably interviewed well to be the second college player taken in this draft <laughs> because he was certainly not the second best player in the country this past season. Right. So the or Orlando Magic definitely picked up on some things that they like about this young man. I don't think he's ever an NBA star. Like, I believe Brandon Miller is going to be an all-star in the NBA. Mm -hmm. But maybe this guy is a 10-year pro that starts for seven or eight of those years. But I would say not right off the bat. Yeah, maybe someone like a Caldwell Pope who's just starting on NBA teams and will do things, I guess. Yeah, the confidence thing, it, it was mainly the interview. But it could have been because he was just, he felt really awkward around his mom. I don't know. Because they had the camera on his face and then he would just kind of like look down a lot. And his mom was saying he's going to lead the magic, like he's going to lead the team. And he almost like rolled his eyes when, when she said that or, or had a reaction like, I am? Really? I would say that maybe he's just, you know, in his own mind he's being realistic. He's caught in the moment. Yeah. caught in the moment. He's, you forget these ki how young these kids are. 19, 20. Maybe five years from now he could be a leader of a team, but he's got a long way to go to be that as yeah. of right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it seems like a nice guy for sure. So, yeah, Magic, you got some figuring out to do. You got Jonathan Isaac still under contract. Oh, boy. Wendell Carter Jr. is still there. Bancaro, of course. Franz Wagner. Bull Bull played really well last year. You got Okeke. You got Franz's brother, Mo, Celtic legend. He's a free agent, but I'm assuming they'll bring him back because he got pretty consistent minutes last year. He's just he's just an annoying dude. Like like you know, like annoying as in annoys the other team. But if he's playing well on your team, then you like him. He he plays with effort, but when he was on the Celtics, he would just I don't know. He was pretty bad. <laughs> he he looked like he was trying, but he was playing awful. That's that's the only way I can can say it because he was in a trade with Luke Cornett, and Cornett basically stole his job. But uh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Let's move on to number seven. It was a pick originally for Indiana that was eventually traded to Washington. So basically Washington and Indiana swap spots. So this number seven pick going to Washington is Baila Kolobali uh, from uh, the Metropolitans 92. In France, teammates 
with Victor Wembanyama, and uh, at one point we saw how much he averaged in France. And I think it was five and three. That's correct. <laughs> and we scratched our heads. Yeah, we, uh, we saw some clips of this guy. We don't really remember them, but we saw them, but we're going to blame the broadcast for distracting us because uh, J.J. Reddick kept rolling his eyes at all the other hosts. So um, this, was actually, this is ESPN's fault. We don't have much information on this guy because the, the, the horrible broadcasting team was distracting us the whole time. And uh, poor Jay Bylas was just up there like, man. Where where is uh where's Jalen Rose <laughs> tonight? <laughs> Good God, help! <laughs> where's Richard Jefferson? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Perk would have been better, but no, Perk's Perk's pretty bad. Actually, he would have been worse. All right, so. Uh, it's going to be a fun season, Washington. It's time for fun. You're going to play Bylaw, by Billaw. You're going to play him lots of minutes with Jordan Poole and Corey Kispert and uh, Daniel Gafford. You're going to you're going to get a good pick next year. So, be excited. This is an exciting time, Wizards fans. You're finally, finally committing to the tank. And you're, not, you're no longer in no man's land. So congratulations. Number eight was going to be Washington's, but was traded to Indiana. It was a flip-flop. Indiana will be taking Jarris Walker, freshman from Houston. You saw this guy play, didn't you? You saw, you saw a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Really enjoyed watching this guy play this past season as a freshman at Houston. This is a Philly kid, 6'8", very physically strong. This guy is a bull on the backboard. That's going to be his calling card early in his NBA career is his rebounding ability. He can stretch you out to the three-point line. He's not going to score big numbers, I wouldn't think, early in his NBA career. Uh, but maybe on the high end, in his first year or two, he could be like a 12-10 and 10 kind of guy. Maybe a double-double guy. He's probably not going to get you 20 a night right away. Uh, but he's going to fight every night on the backboard. Good defender. Maybe might have to shed a couple pounds at some point to play a little more at the three. Yeah, being a six eight guy, mm -hmm. uh, but I think he he could give you minutes at the three or the four early in his career, maybe more of a true four right now. But I could see him playing some minutes at the three in the future as well. That that's really I'm looking at the roster here, and that's what they need. They need a person at the three. So let's let's go over. So they have Miles Turner. He's going to start center. Buddy Heald was sort of starting games, coming off the bench once in a while. He's under contract for one more year. 
that's another Malcolm Brogdon target. Although we, you'd have to wait until past mid July, I think, in order to trade Brogdon back to the Pacers. I, 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 t- I think Brogdon's going to get moved. I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, once, once you tell a player he's getting traded, then I mean, it's like you're, you're breaking up with someone. It's over. It's hard to come back from that. So, uh, yeah, Heald's there. Daniel Tice, our old pal, who's in the Brockton trade. He's under contract for one more year, $9 million. He's not going to get in the way of anyone. TJ McConnell, $8 million. Good for him. Uh, he will play back a point guard. Matherin, it's more of a two, right? I would say more of a two, two and could probably give you minutes at the point as well as yeah. a backup point if needed. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little three, but, yeah, I think you're right. They're looking for a three-man. Yeah, because after that, it's Jalen Smith. He's a big man, sort of, a power forward. Halliburton's a point guard. Duarte, decent. But like a two, he's a more two. of a two. It sounds like maybe Buddy Heald gets some of those minutes at the three. Would that probably? Be right? Yeah, it's got to be. Well, they have Neesmith as well. Nees- okay. I think Neesmith was playing some power forward last year as well. That's wild. That'll be uh, <laughs> Jarris Walker minutes, I would think. This yeah, season for the most part. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, Jordan Nuara. He was uh he pl- he played uh, a bunch at the end of the year. He's like a, a four or five. Uh, more of a three. I he's would a say. three. Former he's Milwaukee tall, isn't book. he? Yeah. I think he's six eight, six nine, but okay. kind of slight of build. This Jerris Walker's a little more thick, I would say. I think he's about two fifty, but might play at two thirty five or so. I would think. Okay, and then the last guy's Nemhard, point guard. Yeah, point guard, yeah. So. Yeah, they they drafted a position of need, as they say. So, um, yeah, looks like, looks like it's a solid pick for them. They'll probably be decent next year, probably have a couple weeks where, you know, people are just bored and they'll be like, whoa, whoa, guys, I, I know we thought the Pacers were going to tank this year, but... My goodness, Aaron Neesmith last night, he hit three threes. Three. And I I don't know, maybe, are these guys like a sneaky five seed? I don't know. So it'll be like a story for a couple weeks, and then they'll go on a 10-game losing streak, and everyone will uh, just pretend that... uh, they never said all the crazy things they said. Because I don't know if you remember, at one point the Nets went on a really big winning streak. I want to say it was November? Was it November? I think it was December. It was right after a lot of the Kyrie controversy, as I remember. Right. And they yep. just like shut the doors and just made no noise and just played basketball and it looked That's like right. they were going to be a solid team. It was December cuz I remember I was in I was in Florida listening to like a whole like hour long podcast from Brian Windhorse talking about the Nets. And they're just like, "I don't know, guys. 
I think these guys are contenders. And then, uh, like, a month later, Kyrie's traded. So, you know, it's going to happen. But I think the, uh, the, the Pacers are probably looking at another uh, another pick in the top ten range. But I'm sure it'll be hella entertaining to watch this team again because they were likable, no doubt. Just one more thought on Indiana as well. I feel like you're not going to see them picking this high very often. This is one of these teams that, like you say, could be you know maybe a five or a six or a seven seed at some point. It's so rare to see them at this point in the lottery. So when you get that opportunity, you got to pick the right guy. And this seems like a sure pick, I would say. Maybe not an NBA all-star, but another guy that's probably going to play in the league for 10 years, and he's ready to play right now. Yeah. No, this this seems like exactly what they needed. So, yeah, it's going to be just a really solid rotation, I think. It'll be, um, be a... F- be a fun team to watch. I mean, Halliburton alone is great. And, um, yeah, they have a little bit of cap space to play around with. We'll see what they end up doing with that. Miles Turner made $35 million this year. Um, and then he's got 20 next year, and then uh, 19 the year after that. So, I mean, it's great. We got uh, Miles Turner trade rumors until 2025. It's going to be great. Froggy, hop kiddo, I see to it Miss Piggy is a chop widow. Before 
I saw guap from Joel features, I had the corner on lock, Darrell Revis. And so I treat rap like coke better. You want lines? Give me mine, homie, no credit. Yeah, I was hype about homes like don't sweat it. He turned out to be a bust, Jerome Bettis. I'm on my Cairo shit now, back at it. Steady spitting that crack, I'm a crack addict. The belt sitting on my waist, take a crack at it. My craft will put you to sleep. <laughs> Craftmatic. 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 Craftmatic.